What episode are we on, Mike? Is that on my paper? Uh, episode 16. Welcome to episode 16 of the Bobby Cast. I'm your host, Bobby Cast. That's correct. Uh, here with Brandon Ray uh, on Twitter, Brandon Ray Music. Hey, Brandon. Hey, what's going on? Hey, so I think our talk's a little different than any of the talks that I've had with an artist before. Because I think with you, you're right in the middle of the try. Right. Like, you're right in the middle of trying to find your spot, wherever it is in this industry. And in the past, that's what's cool about this. I can do whatever I want. In the past, I've had people who have made it as great songwriters, people who have made it as artists. Like, you're just pretty mediocre right now. Let's be honest. Yeah. They, that's, that's my middle name. So, <laughs> Listen, Brandon is one. I, I've played him on the show before. Like, he's that good. So, um, we'll talk to Brandon right after this message from Blue Apron, by the way. Oh, by the, you ever had Blue Apron? Blue Apron. That's great. Dang, I that, love it. That's a heck of a jingle. <laughs> uh, listen, Blue Apron is awesome. Without them, we would not be able to do this Bobby cast. And so let me tell you what Blue Apron does. They send food. You ever had Blue Apron? You can say no. One it's, time. it's okay. One time. You had it and sent it, to your house or did someone cook for somebody it? Somebody cooked it. For okay. Me, yeah. So what happens is they send you the food and it comes in a box and it's not made already. So you're not ordering food that's already cooked. You're ordering ingredients. And they send you all the ingredients that are already prepackaged and they're pre like measured. So you don't have to go buy a whole jar of something for a pinch. Uh, so you take that and you they have to give you this is the only reason that I can even get away with it, is that they give you the card and it tells you exactly how to make the stuff. And so it's all fresh ingredients and so that's what Blue Apron's all about. Variety and it's flexible, it's easy. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping. Blueapron.com slash Bobby Meals. Do you cook for your wife ever? I do. So yes. you're you're a good cook? Like you can totally fool her and have this sent to, you know, your side chick's house. Take right. that <laughs> and then cook. And not, at least she doesn't know. She doesn't uh, even know. Uh, blueapron.com slash Bobby Mills. You'll love how good it tastes and feels. You'll, like, you'll create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Again, to get the deal, blueapron.com slash Bobby Mills. That's one word. Uh, I say Mills like I'm from Arkansas. So it's Bobby, M-E-A-L-S, Bobby Mills. Meal, whatever. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring this. Now, Brandon Ray is here at Brandon Ray Music on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Is it the same? Yeah. All right, so let me tell you, I want to start with today and kind of work all the way back around because Brandon's an interesting story. Brandon's so good. I said, hey, will you come out and play a few shows with us with the Raging Idiots? And he has, and I really didn't know how good he was until we got on the road. Like, our news, good. And then he's like mind-blowingly good to actually stand beside and play. And I don't just say that about anybody um, because I get to see everybody. So that being said, uh, Brandon Ray, I'll play you a song right now that, that Brandon has out. This is called American Way. Here we go. Brandon's also a fantastic guitar player. So I want to play this. This is uh, That Could Be Us from Brandon Ray. All right, we'll come back to the music. Now, I'd like to be as honest as possible. <laughs> as of right now, you do not have a record deal. I do not. No. Okay, so here you are. You're in town. You're grinding. You're playing. You're like 99% of the rest of Nashville. Right. You're really good and you don't have a record deal right now. I don't. So, what has that process been like? Like, have you played for people? 
Like Caitlin came in and talked about every time she played Caitlin Smith, she played for some people and they'd all say no, 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 no. Like whatever it is right now, no. Have you been through that where you've played and they go, no, not right now? Uh, we, we've taken, we've taken a little swing a couple of times. Uh, but What's not that mean? The, like just, you know, people, uh, like I have a publishing deal with Sony ATV. Which means town. you write. I write songs right. for a living, uh, for, you know, artists, for TV film syncs, for, you know, myself, uh, that Sony then takes those songs, pitches them. Uh, and what they have is an artist development, uh, branch inside the publishing company that, Kind of does like a, they help you with recording, they help you with touring, like, oh, I just booked a show with Jake Owen in, in Vegas. You know, it's going to cost this much, I might lose this much, and they make up the difference. So Things like that. Okay, so you have a publishing deal, and that's how you eat plus touring. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's your job, but you you want to be an artist. I do. I, I, you know, right now for me is is building. It's it's the the, the building phase of of touring my, my butt off like every single weekend. I think I've been gone, uh, Thursday through Sunday, every weekend since February. And, uh, it's so important right now to, to build that fan base, whether it's, it's being out with you guys, which I can't thank you enough for inviting me out with, uh, the raging idiots because it's been such a blast. Like the fans show up. I mean, every single show is sold out. Like it's crazy. I don't think people realize how, how big it is and how fun it is. And, um, just those chances and believers like you that, that just say, Hey man, come hang. And, and then we get to know each other and, and you, you, you know, promote things for me or, or, you know, share a post of mine or share a song on your show. It is, it means everything to someone like me because I don't have a label. I don't have the radio support right now. And, uh, right now, you know, in this, for this, for the past six to eight months has been just grind and just going town to town to town building, uh, and making believers out of everybody I play for all of the headliners I open for and even the club and theater owners that I play. Talk about the headliners that you've opened for that have said, Hey, come out on the road. Cause I think you're pretty good. Who have you played for that you're like, dang, this is really cool? Uh, recently, man, there's there's been uh, just a, a lot of really cool people. John Party uh, has just kind of overwhelmed me with just he's just such a nice guy, and uh, his fan base is just is growing rapidly. That's what happens when you get a number one song and then another great song. Yeah, yeah. man, and yeah. even before uh, I was playing with him, even before uh, uh, Boots went number one. I think it was in the top 20 and his fans knew every single word to every song, even, even like the B sides of his album, you know, he'd be like, I'm going to take it back to, you know, one of my first releases in 09 and he plays it and the crowd just takes over. And, uh, so that just taught me, he, he's taught me so much about just kindness and, and how to treat people. And, uh, guys like John party, guys like Kip Moore, uh, Martina McBride has had me out uh, on a few runs, which that was so cool, you know, getting to just kind of be a part of a show that, that she's doing. And um, guys like David Nail, uh, I'm going uh, this weekend uh, out in the Midwest doing some shows and then next weekend with uh, Frankie Ballard. And uh, it's just, it's all about the hang. You know, I used to play uh, guitar for different artists in town. One in particular being Brett Eldridge. I think that's where we met the first time. I think so, I was yeah. shooting a TV thing with Brett where we laid in the bunk together, and you were playing <laughs> guitar for Brett Eldridge. That's right, yeah. 
The thing about Brandon is, I didn't like Brandon the first time I really hung out with no. him. <laughs> like, I thought, what a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> For about two hours. Because Thanks, man. what happened was, <laughs> no, this isn't the true story. Okay. I, did, I, I judged him simply on his hair. Like, right. Because Which had, I'm about to shave it. He, so. No, no. Like, actually, I like it now, but it was spiked. You know? Okay. And I was like, okay, dude. Spiked right. hair. Come on. Come on. So he gets on with someone that I just think is phenomenal. Like, I, Lucy Silvis went out oh. with us on the road and is quite possibly one of my favorite people and artists in Nashville. Bobby. Bobby, thank you so much for having me on the road, and thank you so much for just being a great friend. So, <laughs> Lucy Silva and Brandon plays guitar for her, and I was like, "Hey, just take the bus with us. Like, don't, don't, don't drive. Don't pay for expenses. Just get on the bus, and you can sleep on the bunks." And so, I thought Brandon was a total douche. And so, <laughs> Thanks, at the end man. of the night, it was just Brandon and I, and we talked for like four hours. It was like a brand new couple. You know how you meet somebody, and you're like. We just talked all night long. I think I'm in love. <laughs> and that's how it was with Brandon. And so, you know, with us, we either had Nat, with the Raging Idiots, we'd have to take Natalie Stovall or Lindsay L. Um, and then for some reason, not for some reason, they're both phenomenal. They were doing their own tours. And I was like, we need another player. Let's get Brandon because he was. And so now we'll just have Brandon come out with them. And listen, I don't have lead singer disease, which means I don't have to sing all the time or half the time when you have somebody like Brandon it's like alright you take it away here's Brandon everyone uh, and, and, and Brandon like blows you away when he sings now let's go back for a second because I have some stuff here um, this is a jingle called let's go Cubs <laughs> so uh, this is you yeah and how, and how long ago was this this was in 07 so almost 10 years ago okay here we go yeah. Okay, did you write? You didn't, did you write that? No, okay, no, Okay, no. good. That's a terrible song, but <laughs> awful. You sang it well, and listen, for me, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. Yeah, and it's weird too because I also liked the Cardinals a lot. And as you get older, you realize that I like as a kid, I was not a Cardinals fan because I was a Cubs fan. But then I had friends that played for the Cardinals, right? And then I got to know the organization, and so, you know, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. My like Brandon and I were talking about this a minute ago. Like right now, you may hear this in a month, and the World Series may be over. Maybe the Cubs got swept. Maybe they won it. At this point, we don't know. It's one zero. I'm a diehard Cubs fan, and people are like, "Oh, bandwagoners, we hate them." I don't care if they're bandwagoners. I don't care if you call me a bandwagoner because I only care about my heart. There you go. And right now, I just want my heart to be full with Cubs victory. Like, I haven't had this on the show. And I don't know if I will or not. But I'm going to game four oh, of man. the World Series because my whole life I've been waiting That's for this. That's a dream. That's such a dream. They haven't won in 108 years. And this, this song probably kept them from winning other games because it's <laughs> yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. If oh, they awesome. heard this, they were like, we should suck as They're much like, as the song does. <laughs> like, the singer's pretty good, but... How much they pay to do this? All right. I'm going to be completely honest yeah. right now. Um, I, I, I sang jingles uh-huh. for... Uh, I was in a rock band uh, through high school and college, and I was trying to go to college and touring with this rock band. And uh, I worked for this company called TM Century uh, that did jingles. They did everything from like radio tags, like 95.5, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and stuff like this, you know, where you submit, you know, there's like, hey... Uh, like they just said, Chicago Cubs, they're looking for 
a cool new theme song to play on their WGN and they station. They couldn't find <laughs> one. They couldn't so find one. <laughs> We're gonna have you sing this and anyway. So, <laughs> so this guy, this the one of the writers. I say that with quotes. Um, the writer produced. He's like, hey, uh, I had just got done singing like. Uh, Dave and Sandy in the morning. You know, some some <laughs> awful song like that. He goes, hey, man, uh, I got this uh, Chicago Cubs pitch thing. You know, they're looking for something. And I was like, oh, dude, I love, I'm a, such a huge baseball fan. I was telling you earlier, huge Texas Rangers fan. You know, watched Nolan Ryan as a kid and all that. And I was like, dude, let's do it. And so we recorded this awful uh, excuse for a song. And it got picked up. It was the Were set. you surprised it got picked up? I was so surprised <laughs> And kind of, um, kind of sick about it because they paid me forty dollars, and that's it. So it, well, okay. <laughs> so you got paid a salary though to sing. No, no, you were contracted. I got paid forty dollars. Forty dollars too much though for that. <laughs> no, it is. They, yeah. they should have like. I should have paid them. I mean, that, listen, you sang a while. Listen, I don't take anything away from the, Dude, the vocal ability awful. of that. But listen, when I go Cubs, go go Cubs, go like that's the one that I. That's cool. That's no, the good one. That's, that's what the it, one. when they win. That's what they play. <laughs> I was just doing my job, man. I get it. So <laughs> you talk about singing jingles. I think that's a fun thing to talk about because did you sing like a Frisky's the Cat jingle? Or I something? did. Yeah, I sing. I sing. It's awful, you know. Just this happy, like you know, little toy piano thing that. And, and I have I have a buddy in New York who runs a, a music house. That he does like Toyota, Nissan, Ford. He's done a ton of commercials. And sometimes when they need non-union singers, he'll give me a call. And still to this day, like he'll be like, hey man, you know, this company, they just want to do a one-time fee. Could you sing this thing? And, you know, it might get picked up, it might not. So I've sang so many jingles that haven't gotten picked up, but I've sang about, you know, six or seven that that got picked what up. What has got picked up? Like I'm curious to know if I would recognize any of them. Uh so Miller Lite, there okay. was a commercial uh back in I think the 2011-2012 World Series where uh this guy was putting a quarter in a jukebox and every time he would hit a song he wanted to play like Rocky Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. It would come up as uh, is it Eric Carmen who sang all by myself? Yes, that song would play, and I all I had to do was just sing it, you know. And um, I'm sitting at uh, a bar in Cool Springs watching the World Series, and the guy was like, "Hey, man, it's down to you and another another guy. I don't know if you'll get it, but check it out." And so I watch it. It was actually Eric Carmen he was up against. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eric Carmen himself. <laughs> he needs the money. No, uh, and it played, and I was like, "That's not me." Like that does not sound like me, and um, and then he calls me. He's like, "Did you hear it?" I was like, "Yeah, it wasn't me." He's like, "No, it was you, dude." He's like, "I had to put this crazy compression thing on it, but that's you." I was like, "Oh my god!" So did you get paid for that? But since you're not union, you get paid one time, one time fee, yeah. and that's what? What was that one? Do you remember the Miller Lite one? Yeah, it was it was a good amount, like yeah. over a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, over five thousand dollars. Yeah, wow, really? Wow. Yeah, that, I have a buddy who did a commercial for like Ford or something. And he made, uh, he did three commercials. He made $380,000. It's incredible. Yeah. And so he made it and he invested in a band and lost all and blew it all. Wow. I was like, you know, I could have given you about a hundred investment ideas. Maybe Apple. <laughs> I don't know. Yahoo. Walmart. I mean, <laughs> Dunkin' yeah. Donuts, maybe? You pick Yahoo who just went bankrupt. <laughs> That's your first instinct. Maybe I should have, look at your money. You too. should. You should. I need, I was thinking of Alanis Morissette who like invested early and made like, $350 million. At a point in our life, Yahoo was the search engine. It was. Yeah. Like, it wasn't Yahoo it, but it was like, go to Yahoo. 
you know, so you, it, we would go to yahoo.com. It was before Google. Yeah. And you searched on Yahoo. That's where we found for a minute to ask Jeeves was the thing. Ask Jeeves, yeah. You'd, but, you'd go to the butler and you'd be like, Jeeves, <laughs> where can I find information on the Scorpions? Or who sings Rock You'd Like a Hurricane? Where's Dumb and Dumber or, playing this weekend? Yes. <laughs> and Jeeves, the butler, would tell you. But then Google took it up. Did you know Google was called Backrub before it was called Google? No. Yeah, it was called. Why'd they change it? The I thing mean, is, it wouldn't be. But here, okay, okay, we laugh. But Google is a ridiculous word. It is. And it if really you, is. if if we, if I was back rubbing something right now online, and I was like, hey, they almost call this thing Google, we'd be like, <laughs> that's true. Why would they pick such a stupid thing when back rub is awesome? <laughs> hey, just back rub it. Yeah, that's what we'd be like. <laughs> that does sound. cool. Hey, I'm gonna back rub uh, Blue Apron to see what the how you know how much it. Listen, that's pretty I don't cool. hate back rub. I know it sounds like, <laughs> like you hate rub. it. I don't hate back rub, Brandon. I think you're being a little hater on back rub. <laughs> Do you like it? Um, so you come, you're from Texas. I am, yeah. So being from Texas, and I'm from Arkansas, but I lived a long time in Texas, and I loved Like Austin, to me, is home, too. Like, Incredible. Austin is my favorite. It's so good. and Because the people are just chill. They're chill, man. But when you're in Texas, you have a lot of influences. So there's a lot of country music around you. There's a lot of... Southern rock around you. There's a lot of rock around you. <laughs> yeah. So as you're growing up, you were deciding kind of where you wanted to go musically. Was it because a lot of your friends were rock friends that you decided, you're like, oh, I, I want to do music, so I guess I'm going to go and try a rock band? Man, I didn't have any friends. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I originally wanted to be a professional pitcher. I wanted to play baseball professionally. I, I played football, baseball, basketball, track, all that kind of stuff. And um, I had to have uh, two surgeries on my foot. I have like two screws this long in my foot. And so basically they're like, hey, man. When you go this long, people that are only listening to this, they have no idea how long that is. Oh, that's your true. This long. Yes. Okay, that long. Okay, got it. Like now, now five, they see. six inches. Now they see. The second time you go this long and this don't say long. it. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, so it, it took me out of sports completely. And so naturally I was I had to lay up with my foot up in the air. You know, it was a, such a major surgery. I had two surgeries for six months at a time. I couldn't do anything. And so I was like, well, you know, my brother plays drums and, and, and for you now, even to this day, yeah, he, he lives yeah. here in Nashville and we, we, we're about to meet up and, and, and you go can to- definitely tell it's Brandon's brother when you see them together. <laughs> like for sure it's your brother. Like there's nothing else. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. He's, a, he's like a foot shorter though. Um, but, uh, I, I bought a guitar, a cheap guitar, um, with, with a little amp and everything. And I would seriously watch Stevie Ray Vaughan videos just on repeat. And I By just the way, watch Texas him. native, Texas native. He's, he's the dude. And my dad loves Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, um, so I started learning that stuff. Uh, but I also started learning, you know, a lot of my influences like, uh, you know, John Mellencamp, Metallica, Pantera, Garth Brooks, George Strait, Joe Diffie. Like my, my house was a melting pot of music. And you know, I think our age though, is that's like if you're twenty, how old are you? Uh, twenty nine. Okay, if you're twenty seven or above, is when you started to have Napster affect your yeah. life, and it's when at, that's the minds of everyone starting to change about music. Exactly, we got lots of influences, Ooh. more so than anybody else, because we started to be able to get it all the time, anywhere as fast as we want, and for free. Yeah, I mean illegally. Yeah. And I, and listen, back <laughs> in the day. Not to interrupt your story, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna interrupt your story. Back in the day, I was so mad at Metallica for like for going Me against that. I was like, Metallica <laughs> sucks. They hate Napster, oh. and I get all the music for free, and I deserve all the music for free. I was such an idiot. I was an idiot, and Metallica was absolutely right. And 
That's right. This is people creating music. You should have to pay for We're that. We're stealing I from those stole, people. I, and I stole like crazy. Yeah. I, I would just log on, hit the letter A, and then download every song that started with A. All formats. I would go to sleep at night and wake up with 500 songs that started with A and be like, let's see what I like today. You're like, I don't like ABBA, but I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. And I would make, yes. So you're listening to all these types of music, and you have a guitar and a broken foot, basically. Yeah. So you just start learning to play guitar? I just, it, I don't know what it was. It was just... Almost like it was the only option. You know, I I didn't have sports anymore. I was horrible in school. And so I wanted to start a band with my brothers. And uh, there you go. Come on. Your brothers at the time. So I have two older brothers. And I think think that's why I had such a... Such a big influence of music. They were they were older than I was, and so you listen to what they like. Oh and my you god, liked what they like. They, they, my my brother, oldest brother Derek, would bring home like Aerosmith and uh, you know like the Eagles and Don Henley. Who Don Henley is my favorite songwriter of all time. Really, and uh, you know, Boys of Summer, Heart of Mat- Heart of the Matter. That's what made me want to write songs. And so, being here now, just like you said doing music for a living i look back i'm like man i had BitTorrent, i had morpheus napster all that stuff i was stealing and lots of viruses <laughs> lots you're of using viruses. those two it was got, awful yes. yeah i yeah. got in trouble a lot but you know um it, it's crazy man i oh. so you you decide to be in a rock band or is it a rock band or is it a punk band it was- it was it was kind of both. We started out as a rock band, and it kind of turned into you know one of those pop punk bands. We uh, what was the name of the band? It was it was called Crimson Soul. Oh yeah, I have some of that here. Oh, oh man, how did you find this? This is called the Fight from Crimson Soul. How do you my favorite do that? my favorite punk band. Don't look at the screen. That's cool. No, I didn't look. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Thank you. I'm into it, dude. So, did you you guys go out on the road? We did, man. So, in high school, it was just three of us, and uh, you know, I would be in the marching band in high school. You were in the marching band. I was, yeah. The guy that I thought was the douchebag for having his hair spiked (laughs) and being so cool, I thought he looked way, way cool. Was in the marching band. I was. And so, me and my brother were in the drum line. We played snare and all that kind of stuff. So, you were a drummer. I was, yeah. My brother Ryan taught me how to play drums, and so did. Derek. Derek was a drummer as well. And so we were all on the drum line for San High School. Go Buffs. Um, and we would play. We would do the halftime show. We'd, we'd play all the games and all that kind of stuff. Is that and Houston? In, uh, it's West Texas, like Big Spring. Okay. Big Spring, Milan, Odessa. And there, I mean, we were a 2A school, but we seriously had a college-sized stadium because... That's how Texas does yeah. high school football. Friday Night Football, <laughs> man. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. And so we would play that, and then we would go play uh, a show either in our town that night or 60 miles away, like Midland. We'd play that. We'd play a show and we would do at least two or three shows a weekend. Like my parents, I don't know what they were thinking. They were just like, Oh yeah. Like go to school and you know, go play Friday, Saturday, Sunday and come back, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I kind of cut my teeth in, in playing music and the grind of touring. And then, uh, we moved to Denton, uh, uh, big city. Oh yeah, big yeah. city. Uh, right north of Dallas, and my brother went to North Texas, and uh, I tried to go to some like little uh, community college and tried to get an audio engineering degree. Uh, but we ended up leaving Denton. We did the whole Texas music scene, but we ended up going on the Warp tour for two for three years. Wow, you warped toward it for three years. Oh my God, man! It was 
It was the coolest, most miserable time of my life. Where would you be? I'm familiar with the Warp Tour because, again, my background in radio has been yeah. pop, alternative, hip-hop. So I've been to a bunch of Warp Tour shows. And yeah. how Warp Tour works for everyone is, like, the show starts at, like, 11 a.m. Yeah. And it goes until the end. <laughs> and that's when, like, you know, Blink-182 plays at the very end. If they, they decide fl- it's one of their shows. <laughs> they fly in and yes. they play. <laughs> yeah, but, but really, it's a bunch of skateboarders. Oh, my God. And just bands all day long that you've never heard of. So... If the show started at 11 a.m. And, and ended at midnight, what hour shift did you guys usually play? We were play? about 9.30 a.m. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you playing as you walk in? <laughs> the, first, the first year we did this, uh, <laughs> it was awful. We, we seriously played like at, at 11 a.m. for nobody. And so the idea of Warp Tour, you know, uh, Haley, Haley Williams from Paramore, I think she, she had like a documentary and she, she put it all out there. But it, it's so real. You pass out. 10,000 flyers a day. You're just trying to get two people to come to your stage and watch you. Like, just come. Like, I know you want to go see uh, Fall Out Boy later, but, you know, we're playing right before him. Uh, you should just come. Like, we'll give you a t-shirt. Like, it was anything, you know? So, <clears throat> that was, like, the end of true music promotion. Like, like giving a flyer to somebody and word of mouth. And now it's it's awesome with social media, but... That you know that time is no more. You don't hand out flowers. Don't be sad anymore. about that. That sucks. No, it sucks <laughs> no, that so bad. Sucks. Like, I'm so sad. We don't have to churn our own milk anymore. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. Now we have groceries. Make stores. our own quilts. Man, jeez. <laughs> Back when times were simpler and much better. Dude, we probably What's wrong with you. We probably you? paid Kinko's twenty thousand yeah. dollars total. Like, <laughs> oh, it's horrible. But it really taught me about promotion and and really making fans and really the face-to-face eye contact that you make and and appreciating those people because they're the people who are getting you those better slots on that tour or you know when you come back into that town they're going to come see you at that crappy club you're playing at you know so you do warp tour you're with your brothers you're in this punk band so you're like all right this is not for me so basically, we went out to L.A. I lived out in L.A. for about six months, and we had a development deal with uh, with Sony over there. And they had uh, other bands like, I don't know if you remember a band called Forever the Sickest Kids and people I like do. that. It, yeah. was, it was the whole MySpace age. He's a big, Mike's a big, Mike did a punk podcast for, awesome, for years man. called the Everyday Destruction Podcast. Oh, that sounds That's cool. That's all they talked about was punk music. It was terrible. Musically, <laughs> it was awesome. Musically, it was terrible. Like, I admired Mike for doing it, and I'd listen to it, and I'd be like, hey, dude. And I would just, but it was like, music, I, mean, I was like, this is awful. Like, oh, I yeah. did, I'll get in Mike's car, and it's just that mess of music. Yeah. Like that you were playing right there, like that the, that horrible, awful stuff. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> so you go to LA. You're doing. You have a development deal. So we're, you know, with MySpace. That was the whole thing. So any label that came to you, they were like, yeah, you know, we were told we had to have at least thirty five thousand daily plays on our MySpace, and we're like, <laughs> done. So we we were up to like forty thousand spins every single day, you know, churning and grinding and getting people to just come on board and share our. Make it make it your profile song or whatever, and uh, you know we would play at the Roxy, we would play at at the Whiskey and all those places, and it, it, other people's LA experiences are different, um, but mine was miserable, and there was no community, there was no support or encourage, encouragement from anybody. So when we went out and and started doing opening shows for Fallout Boy and Sugar Colt and people like that, 
Um, it was that same thing, you know. Oh, you got to tour with Fall Boys? Like, yeah, we played at five thirty in the afternoon when the doors open for like a hundred people. Passed out our flyers and played at the club next door for an after party, you know, just to try to just capitalize on the opportunity. And man, for us personally, the it was just dying, and I knew where I wanted to be, and. I kept making trips to Nashville and writing and, you know, starting to get into the co-writing thing. And, you know, I, I love country music. I love, I love writing it. I love singing it. And I love the fans because they're diehard fans with rock music. It was like flavor of the week. You know, if you know, you'd make all these fans say in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you'd have a good turnout and you come back two months later and nobody cares, you know, with country. And this is, what I see all the time, it's so much more artist driven. Pop is song driven. Rock is let's just see what happens this month. Like, and that's <laughs> so real. That's really the difference. Like, it is so true. Like in pop, it's like how good is your song? In country, like if once you have fans that like that artist, they're the country music listener is a loyal person listener. Truly, like if you're a Luke fan and you've been a Luke fan, you will always be a Luke fan the rest of your life. If he may go to a polka album, oh. but dang it, you're going to download that Luke record it's or go gonna buy go it at Walmart and, and, <laughs> and all his fans. But yes, country music, it is, it is about the artist. You need that first song. You have to get those songs to get, you, to get people to notice the artist. But once they're in on the artist, and I have that in the radio world too. It's like I have the greatest listeners, and I will do the worst segments, the worst <laughs> terrible segments. And they'll be right there. Oh, man. And the ratings will come in. And I'm like, I don't even know what people were listening. I have no idea. Like, we had a, I looked at last week's shows that weren't that good. Can't believe the ratings are that good. You know, it, it's yeah. just a culture of the town, the format, the music. And so you move to town because you realize that's kind of the, the environment that you want to be in. Yeah. I mean, is that the reason? Yeah, the community. I think it was the biggest thing, you know, in, in the rock world, uh, in L.A. And, you know, just the, the whole culture of it was so just dark and it was so lonely you know it was like every man for himself so cutthroat and here you know it is it is kind of competition which well, it's, is, listen it's a creative industry there's always a ton of competition because there totally. are two slots and there are seven thousand people that's it man so it's always competitive but it's not just music any sort of creative acting right in the creative field it's seven thousand people going for two spots that's right man uh but you're right. As competitive as it is, this town is very warm and working together. That's it. It's very encouraging, supportive. And, you know, I always say anytime I invite a friend of mine from Texas or somewhere to come visit, half the time they end up moving here because they feel the same way. Even if it's not music related, they're like, I just, I just love this town. I love the people. I love just, you know, everything about it. When did you move to Nashville? 2009. Okay, and so you move here and you just started playing guitar for people? Yeah. So I would go to writers, writers' nights and writers' rounds where, you know, if you don't know what that is, there's four people on stage playing songs they write one at a time and telling stories about them. And I would just go and, and want to learn, you know. And so I started making friends, started co-writing with those friends and singing those demos. And so <clears throat> my friends with publishing deals would turn those songs into their publishers and they'd be like, Oh, who, who's this singing? Who is this the guy you wrote it with? And they're like, yeah. And so that's how I kind of, you know, got into that, um, getting a publishing deal and also playing guitar for, for different people. I still felt like 
you're a better singer than you are anything else, which is crazy. Well, thanks, man. Because you're an elite singer. Thanks, and I had dude. no idea. I thought you were just a really good guitar player. And then he starts singing, and you're like, oh, I'll, here's what I'll do at Raging Age. I won't let him sing until like, after the second half of the show. Because then people will just be like, can he sing some more? So I keep him. So he plays, and he kills it. And then as we get to the second half, I'm like, all right, Brandon, you're up. And then he just crushes it. Like he was, I was watching your YouTube channel. And again, I don't blow smoke. But I, I was watching your YouTube channel, and there's a song from Shawn Mendes called Mercy. I'm saying, baby, please have mercy on me. Take it easy on my heart. And Brandon is doing a cover of it, and I'm like, God, I knew he could sing, but it's so good. I'm saying, baby, please have mercy on me. Take it easy on my heart, even though you don't mean to hurt me. You keep tearing me apart. Would you please have mercy, mercy on my heart? Would you please have mercy, mercy on my heart? It's weird because you're such a good guitar player and you're such a good singer, too. Like, what do you want to be known as? Man. Everybody pigeonholes everybody. Everybody does. Yeah, you're so right. And as you think about that, I'll give you an example. I'm going to go back to the Luke Bryan thing. Nobody knows how good of an art, like actual musician Luke Bryan is. The general mass thinks he's a guy with some good songs. He gets up on stage and he dances and puts on a good show. The guy will take a guitar or he'll take a piano and just crush it. And you're like, oh, I get it. Okay. (laughs) This is why he's phenomenal. This is why he gets to do what else. This is why he gets to play Macklemore in the middle of a set because he was so good at doing everything at the beginning that's it so okay i'm pigeonholing you into where where do you want to pigeonhole man (laughs) that's that's such a crazy question because with everybody even you there's so many layers to who you are and the more you the more you experience that artist the more you get to know those layers you throw seven layers at someone on first impression though they don't get any layers they don't you get no layers if you throw seven at first What's the layer you want people to get? First thing, is it the guy that's the fantastic singer? Or is it the guy who's the killer guitarist? I, I, would, say, I would say singer, man. You have I mean, to say singer. That was your answer. Yeah. I was going to make it be your answer. But <laughs> yes. You're like, you, he's holding up a sign right now. No, I'm really not, but it's got to be singer. Like, it's got to be. That's you, your first listening impression. Nobody, I'm sorry, no, nobody really knows Keith Urban plays all those solos. But he does. You're but absolutely right about that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like, it's amazing. Like, me as a guitar player, I listen to, you know, if, if Brad Paisley comes on or Keith Urban or, you know, uh, any of those people, when that solo comes, I'm like, oh my God, like it's so good. The but nerds like it? The like nerds us? like it. Like us? Yeah. But most people, they just want to hear a good song. They, they want to hear Keith Urban sing. You know what I'm saying? They want to hear that song. That's, that's what they know. That's what they identify with. And, you know, if I'm up on stage playing and I go into a solo, it's cool. And, but even with guys like Keith Urban, when they go into a solo, the people start looking side to side or start looking at their phone because the singing aspect has to be there. That's the first thing that hits their ears, and that's all they know. I, listen, I'm not saying that. I've watched Urban play. I've watched Urban play solos for oh four God. hours. It's amazing. Like that dude, and, he, and I don't, you may hear this after the CMAs. Like, he may want to entertain. I don't know what he's going to do. But that's one of the most – he's such a fantastic live artist. But that's what you can do too. Like once you get live, you can do all your stuff. But people don't – most people don't get to see people live. Right. Like 98% of people don't get to see Keith Urban live. They just hear what's on the radio and become a fan. I don't get to see a lot of people live because of my job. 
I get to see him in the studio. Right. But I don't. I, I saw Keith Urban at iHeartRadio Music Festival for the first time play a full show. That's a year ago. Blown away. Oh, it's crazy. And he played so it good. in my studio seven times. But also, a lot of people don't get to experience that side of it too. So that's oh, really cool. nobody gets to experience what that. The, the yeah, in yeah, studio yeah. stuff is no, it's it's ridiculous. It's incredible. Sometimes I have to thump myself right in the nads because I'm like <laughs> taking the moment. Like when Do Garth it. Brooks comes in and plays songs, it's ridiculous. And I can touch him, and I he tells me to stop. Did you touch him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. He's like, stop touching me. <laughs> so okay, here's and listen to this. Here's a, a Justin Timberlake cover of "Drink You Away." As you're hearing these covers, I'm going to remind you that you can go and you can download or you can stream, whatever. Brandon has two songs that are up now. American Way. Can we work all week and smoke that town till it's freaking weekend comes from American Way. Can we party all night? Clap, clap. Can we sleep all day? Baby, ain't that the American Way? Come on! Yeah. And that could be us. That could be us by sunrise. I like that you do the covers, though, because you know what? That's how you get attention. Some people are so against it, and I respect that because that's their thing, and everybody should have the right to what they want to be as an artist. There you go. And there are artists who are like, you know what? The covers aren't for me. And I'm like, cool. It's, it's going to be a little harder road, and I'm glad you have that. But what you do is people, people Google they back rub you know they back up different artists <laughs> they back rub it or they back sure. rub like covers of songs and they, they may watch 10 Justin Timberlake they're like holy crap who is this Brandon Ray dude which leads to your music that's it man and and during a live show it, it, same thing some some artists are like no if I'm gonna open I'm gonna do 100% my songs and that's totally cool but when you're the opening slot in front of whoever in front of John Party Kip Moore whoever and those people have no idea who you are. You've got to find a way to identify with them to to to, to then introduce your yeah. own stuff. That you're so right on. I tell people all the time: never be ashamed to cover. Ever, At, because put your own spin pe- on it. People just want to hear stuff they know and like. And if you're playing neither, and most times they don't like new music, right? Until because the, it, it needs to be something they know. Or just freaking phenomenal, and it's hard for something to be phenomenal that you never heard before. It takes a few times. It's true, and so you can nail them with the cover, and you get a little bit of credit. So look at them here; you do a little something yourself. Oh, oh there's a couple of those. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah that's so bad. Cool. Now play Mambo Number Five. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things that Brandon does is his Donald Trump impression is one of the best I've ever heard of like in my life because he'll send me messages of him wrong. I can't. I don't do it. But it, <laughs> we were on the. Did you watch the last one, the sketch three? Uh, I did. Where he's like, oh, I talked to the Mexican president, Mr. Guacamole. Oh, That's, I didn't even see that. Oh, you haven't seen the, I haven't that seen one. It. Okay, so can't. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> we'll be talking. Wrong. <laughs> do it. Give us. Give us a little Donald Trump here. So at soundcheck at I believe the Arkansas show. I don't know if you noticed, but I was like, my microphone, it's broken. <laughs> Obama broke it. 
Hillary stole it. I win. <laughs> Wrong. So, uh, Bandit's microphone is broken. Can we get him a new one? Uh, how, does this one work okay, Mr. Trump? Test. Check. It's wrong. It's all <laughs> it's- wrong. <laughs> I am the best singer on the planet. <laughs> Earth. Wow. What would you say to the people that don't agree with that, Mr. Trump? Listen, I respect microphones more than anyone. More than anyone. <laughs> on the Earth. <laughs> I'm bigly supportive of microphones. You're bigly supportive. Bigly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we we get on the bus and we laugh so much. Like, and I think a key, and this is going to sound stupid, but you said it earlier. And I tell, I was doing um, a show called American Supergroup, okay? Yeah. So it's a show where they're putting a band together and the hosts are Jennifer Nettles, not hosts, the judge, Jennifer Nettles, Aloe Black. Um, who, by the, who I've become buds with, but he, he's the voice on "Wake Me Up When Things Get Older." Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's right? amazing. Um, it's Aloe Black. It's El King. Oh yeah. She, you know, she has X's and O's, and she's on different for girls with Dirks. And so they're the uh, the the judges. I wanted to mentor the country band, and they're like, "Hey, tell us how to, you know, do um, a, a be, be a band." And you know, and I'm like, "Listen, you're all good, or you wouldn't be here." But let me give you a big tip. Be a great hang. Those four letters are everything. If people want you around, they have you around more. And when you're around more, you get shots to do more things. That's it. And Brandon's a great le- hang. Sorry, hang. <laughs> great what? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think that's also the environment of, you know, of what we try to do, the Raging Idiots. I only bring people around that are great hangs from... Nikita, Natalie, Stovall. I mean, I, I just today I got you know Lindsay L's now my girlfriend, which is totally, dude. I thought I was your special friend. You, know, <laughs> you are my special. What friend. is happening? You're now you're now into that special okay. friend spot. Okay, okay. But I mean, they're just such fun people that it was like let's do another show. I'll have them back again. They're so much fun to hang around with. Right, dude. Congrats, by the way. I have a girlfriend. There's no congratulations. No, it's, no, no, it's no, congrats, no. bro. That, you know what shows me how big of a loser I am is when I'm getting a thousand congrats. For getting a girlfriend, <laughs> something most people do all the time. Hey, dude, congrats! Congrats on driving to work today. Wait, wait. I, most people drive to work every day. Why are you congratulating me on driving to work today? Like a big that, accomplishment, man. Is it, yeah, there was a tweet that was like, you know what, Bobby? It showed me that even normal guys can get hot girls if normal guys have their own radio show, New York Times bestseller, and you're in a band. And I was like. That's funny. Wow, that's pretty funny. That's funny. That's pretty great. <laughs> so, okay, so here you are now. Like, what's the goal as you sit right here beside me? Like, like short-term and long-term? Short-term is, uh, I just got married about a year ago. You just had an anniversary a few weeks ago. Yes. And September. who knew? Me. And who? And I don't know any dates, and I don't care. Dude. I don't even care about my stuff. Dude, like, when you showed up to my house, it was so nice. Yeah, yeah. I was in, in a Cupid outfit. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It was weird. It, it was weird. It was really weird. He's yeah. wearing a toga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing else. So you've Bone been married air. a year, a little a year. Yeah, and it's it's just been it's been awesome. And you know, being gone, you know, sometimes she gets to go with me. She she sings backgrounds uh, in the band and everything. And um, you know, sometimes. People set goals like, oh, I want to buy, you know, the biggest house I can find. I want to buy a car. I want to do all this stuff. Honestly, like, I, w- I want to be able to get to a point where uh, my wife can quit her job. She she uh, manages and bartends and works her butt off. Can I say something? Yeah. 
Oh, no. Like a little bit. I wasn't expecting the answer. I was like, I'm going to lend a deal and I'm going to make sell out of stadiums. The fact that you said that and it came to you so instinctually. Like your visceral reaction was, I'd like to get my wife to a place where she can quit her job and just, dude. You are a good dude. Like, I was on the edge. <laughs> Who knew? I was on the edge. You were on the edge. That wasn't a plan. You thought I was a douche this yeah. whole time. Yeah. It's the hair, I know. Wow. No, man, I, uh, whatever capacity uh, that, that my music can reach, I, I'll always be thankful for. The fact that it's come this far, the fact that I'm sitting here with you is like, it's amazing to I'm me. I'm cool, yeah. I'm really cool. It's no, you're like, and yeah. Mike D's over here looking yeah. all cool. Dude, you're, you're, right now, <laughs> remember this moment. Big Mike, time, you should take bro. a picture of this and, and turn the lights on so he remembers it. Hashtag because big time. This is probably the peak of his life being on Wrong. the Bobby Cast. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Of all, no. the, of all the He's casts. actually doing it. Yes, yes. Oh, it's so bright. Actually, we take a picture anyway and put, okay, on, cool. and put it online. We Do we make... pose or what? No, no, no. We, we just continue doing <laughs> okay, this okay. and it gets all posted. Right. All right. So, okay, cool. are you sucking in? I am. Yeah, I have to suck in. I didn't, you know, ate a, ate a little too many donuts this week. No, uh, whatever, like I said, whatever capacity the music goes to, I'm so thankful for. Um, being out with you guys, uh, you, and Eddie, you and Eddie have taught me a lot. About I don't BS here. Like, no, you no. say something. Be sincere. That's the I'm only being so sincere. Go ahead. I'm being so sincere, and I incorporate this into my live show now. Um, that you know, my attitude and and the my, the music that I make, I really think caters to the to the blue collar, the hard worker. You know, my dad was uh he worked 35 years for the Union Pacific Railroad, worked his butt off, putting food on the table. My mom worked, and you know, <clears throat> just just him being gone all the, all that time. And, you know, I saw that and we were dirt poor. Like we, we didn't have anything. And, uh, so having that example growing up and, you know, going and playing for those crowds, you know, I'm going to Iowa and Nebraska, Minnesota, and all those regions where people work 60 hours a week. They just want to get off work, go, go to a show, grab a beer or whatever with their, with their friends or their wife and just chill and listen to some music. And if we can be that escape for those people, that's incredible. And what I was saying about you guys is if at this, at this event that I'm playing, wherever it is, if one person leaves with a smile on their face, then I've done my job and I've done what I'm here to do. I just want to make people happy. I want them to forget about, their problems and their worries for 45 minutes, you know, whatever's been, you know, getting them down during the week, whatever, you know, whatever problem they have, if they can just escape that for 45 minutes, then that's, that, that's what we're here for is to give that entertainment, to give that, that care and that just attention to those people to where they can just have a great time for a little bit. And, you know, they might have to go back and do what they do, but at least they had that. Do you still take shows and lose money? Definitely. A lot of artists that you wouldn't think. Here's the thing, too, about artists is that even the ones that because people hear a song and they're like, oh, for sure, millionaires. Like, yeah. I have artist friends who have had one, two, three songs, and they're like, dude, I'm struggling. Yeah. Just because you get a song on the radio doesn't mean you're rich. And then I have friends that they go and they're like, I need to play this show. I need to, I need to look, I need to play well. So I got to hire a band. And they're paying a thousand bucks, but the band's gonna cost me eight hundred bucks, and we have to drive, have to fly. So you lose money on shows. Oh yeah, yeah. But you're, but it's an investment. It, it it is, 
it, it has to be. And if and if you're if you're worried about losing money, you shouldn't be doing this. If that's your only thing, if that's your only thing is financial gain, then you, you might want to stop. And that's let me tell you a funny story. And that's for any creative industry. Like if you're getting into it's it true. for money, get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I went to a college and spoke once, and I went and I said, okay. I know. I just want to be honest. The only thing I have is my authenticity. That's it. I'm not super talented in any other way. So I say, okay, I'm going to just be honest with you guys. Like, if you're here now and you're studying radio in college, get out. Like, change your major. I went, it was a radio class I was speaking to. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously the college wasn't excited that I was telling all <laughs> oh, of their yeah. – so they banned me from speaking there. Yeah. Remember that, Mike? Yeah, that was my college. It's his college. <laughs> Dude. And, I, and so – but the thing I would tell them is – you know, listen, you don't, you can, if you're going to be a music engineer, you're learning that, but you don't go to college to be a, uh, unless it's like Juilliard and you can get in, Yeah. you know, you Do don't, that. you don't go to, you know, the university of North Texas to be a rock star. No. You just get out and start rock starring it. That's it. And so the same way with being on the radio or, or acting or, you know, so, and also what I say is if there's any money in your mind, don't, you can't, No. there's none in it. Even in this, I've been lucky. Frankly speaking, I'm one of the 1% that is just a lot work ethic, some luck, and having great people around me. That's, that's the big, those three things are the biggest things. Like, You've got to show up, don't be a douche, and surround yourself with God, so key. people with the same goals as you and that, that you work so well together with. That, that shows with you. I mean, you have the same team as you did in austin how, how many years ago was that i mean i've had amy for 11 years lunchbox for 12 years eddie was my tv producer for 10 he joined That's the radio show incredible. mike d was an intern ray was an intern morgan was an intern like i just do things on my people because i need good people around me That's i need it. people i trust i didn't do this for, i worked let's see i started when i was 17 so i worked eight years making minimum wage eight years working minimum wage and loved it every freaking minute of it and would do it again and would have kept doing it there you go like i would have i would have just done radio and survived or gotten a second job because i loved it so much and that's when people are like okay i want to do radio or i want to do music the first thing i say is would you do it for free would you do it having to have another job and if the answer is yes freaking go for it that's if the it. answer is no it's just not for you get out because it's not worth you don't waste your time right. you don't waste time you don't waste what you're gonna waste whatever you can do to get to this other place in another lane that's it so for for me man uh i, I was out playing for brett eldridge it was incredible playing that, guitar that guy yeah that guy is were you playing lead i was playing lead Dang, yeah, switching off you. with, with gray how about you look at <laughs> this guy over here playing <laughs> lead. no um but were you we, singing harmonies and stuff too yeah i do all the highs with brett yeah which brett is an incredible singer yeah. i mean spot on every single time and uh we got to do the Taylor Swift tour, which was incredible, you know. And how was it dating Taylor? It was it was weird. Yeah, you know, when I got pregnant, it was yeah, crazy. It was totally weird. Um, yeah. Didn't make the news though. I don't no, know. No, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't true. So. It's weird. No, but uh, in the middle of all that, you know, I was like inside. I was like, okay, like this is great. This is really cool being able to be out here and play guitar. But this is not why I moved here, and. um a good friend of mine, Seth England, who runs Big Loud Shirt uh, Publishing. He's also Florida Georgia Lions manager. Um, I went in and played some songs for him, you know, and I was, you know, just wanted some advice. And he's like, dude, what are you doing playing for other people? 
you need to quit today. I was like, well, dude, we're about to go on the Keith Urban tour. Like we're like opening, like it's, it's big, you know? And so I made the decision to quit. And uh, a couple weeks later, I did a show. Like Hold a, on a second. Not a couple weeks later. You make the decision to quit. Do you have to go to Brett and say, hey, dude, and how does he react to it? Yeah. So I kind of came into the whole thing. I let him know, you know, hey, I have a publishing deal. Um, I'm doing the artist thing. Uh, this is my ultimate goal. I can be here for however long you need me to, but I just want you to know that I, I have an exit plan. And he's like, of course, man. He's like, I just love having you around. You, you know, we... We kill it together. So let's good let hang. Good let hang. Yeah. Let hang. Um, and so they knew. And, and it, was, it was such a great understanding, you know. And then, so I, had, I did this show, uh, my solo show, and Seth and, and the FGL guys came out. And um, after the show, Seth was like, hey, man, let's, let's talk real quick. I was like, oh, Seth, you know, he, he's going to tell me he enjoyed it, you know. And he goes, hey, man, you want to you play guitar for FGL? I was like, you just told me to quit. Oh, wow. I was like, well, I'm so confused right now, man. Like, what is happening? Like, and he goes, listen, like, they saw your performance. They dug it. And they're like, they need a guitar player. So I'm just passing along the word. And so I was like, oh, man, that's amazing. Like, that, that's such a great opportunity. Cruz had went number one and all that stuff. And um, I really took a lot of time to think about it. That's not something you just take lightly. And I came back to Seth and I said, man, your original advice to me spoke to me so much that that's what I'm going to do. Like, I I hope you guys find, you guys are going to be fine. You'll find a a guitar player, but this is what I have to do. And, um, that was a defining moment for me. And I still have that same drive times 10 because it's not like I have to make this happen. I have to make the money and blah, blah, blah. No, it's because it's running through my veins. It's what I want to do. I'm, I'm about to get in a van and drive 14 hours to Iowa and, and play a show tomorrow night and play four more shows this weekend. I will probably break even, maybe lose a little bit of money. Um, but the opportunity is a great wrong. opportunity. Wrong. You'll lose, wrong. Wrong. You'll lose, a lot. you'll lose a lot of money. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> uh, but you love it. I, I love it. And I don't love it as a hobby. I love it because it's the only thing that I want to do and the only thing that I can do. So, okay, you're out playing. Like, are you trying to make music? I, I, like, the, the process of making music so you can get a record deal, like, what, what, what is that? Like, how do you do it? What, is you, what do you do? What, what do you do? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different path. Um, some people, it's who they know. Some people, it's how they're already connected or whatever. And I, I think it is a big mixture of everything. But it's listening to those people that are closest to you and that are putting their lives out on the line for you and sticking their neck out for you. And that advice and that support and encouragement is everything in the process. And so when you're in the writing room, you've got to think about, you've got to always be yourself. And, you know, you can't fake real. And so whenever I go into the writing room, whenever I get on stage, I'm going to be me. The, I'll, I'll be goofy. I'll cry. I'll, I'll say some dumb stuff. But I'm always going to be me and be authentic, like you said. Do you still pull your penis out? Do I do what? Pull your penis out on stage. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to do what you have to do. Like, not for Martina's shows, but for, like, Kip shows. If it, yeah. If it, okay. I mean. Did it, you, America, who'd you write American Way with? So, 
This is the funny thing. I didn't write American Way. What? Kip Moore. It's so you and your. It's it's like. Dude, well, I hear it, I think it's so, the perfect song for you. So I I never. <laughs> I I write basically every day, and I love it, and it's and it's what I do. Um, but Nick Brophy, who I started working with, production and all that kind of stuff. Nick uh, also mixes and produces Kip. And uh, he's like, dude, you got to check out this song. Like, Kip didn't put it on his record. I wrote it with Kip and Brett James, who Brett James is a songwriting hero of mine. And I heard it. I was like, dude, that's a cool song, man. And so <laughs> when I left there, I was like, ah, whatever. For a week, I was like, let all day. It was leave all day, just like you were doing. Sleep all day. And we sleep all day. And we sleep all day. Then we sleep some more. That's not how it goes. Dude, that's how we sing it back then. That's how we sing it. Um, but I was just, I just kept thinking about. It. I was like, listen, you know, that is, this is, that is the type of song that I, that I want to write and I want to perform. So I probably tried to write that song five or six times and it didn't work. It, it was never the same as that. And so I asked Nick, I was like, hey man, like, would it be cool if I just put my vocal on it and maybe just start playing it out, just see how people react to it? He's like, of course. And Kip was cool with it and. So I did that and the reaction was incredible. And so I kind of it kind of taught me to step away from myself for a second and Is that hard to take somebody's song? I dude, that song is so you. I thought you wrote it. <laughs> Thanks, man. And, well, and I interview some people, I'm careful about going, Hey, no. I know you wrote this song. I'm always like, Hey, this song that you sing and ask questions. That song is so you. I thought you wrote. I didn't even think twice about it. Well, thanks, man. I mean, and that that was the goal because it, it became so undeniable to me that I was like, Man, I I I have to do something with this song, you know? And so, uh, I did. And, and here we are. So what about this other one here? That could be us. That could be us. Um, did you write this one? I did. It's yeah. a real turd. It's a real <laughs> Thank turd. you, man. Yeah. I wrote it with a guy named Bobby. Um, <laughs> he's got a radio show. Listen, this song is really good. This is that good. This song is good. Like, thanks this, man. This is like, this reminds me of like new age country, Jack and Diane, the first one, right? This is, right. this is like a newer age country, Jack and Diane to me. Thanks man. This, that could be us. This one like gives me this the feels a little bit. Come on, like, man. Then, in your now, current situation. Now that I have a girlfriend, I'm like, Come on. Makes you want to go get some flowers. <laughs> Maybe watch a rom com. It's great that we have like three microphones in here. Mr. Trump, what kind of music do you listen to? You know, I try to listen. To what the world loves. Yeah. What what does the world love? Like, I mean, that's a pretty vague statement, Mr. Trump. Like, you're running for president. Like, I'm curious, what kind of music in your iPhone, Mr. Trump? What do you listen to? Spice Girls. A lot of Spice Girls. Yeah. And your favorite Spice Girl would be which one? Um, baby. Baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brandon Ray has been here with us. Dude, good luck. I think you're at that place where it's like. You're finding yourself right now. You're grinding and you're finding, and I just see how good you are, and I'm anxious to kind of see where you land. Thanks, man. Because it's cool. Because you're really freaking good. <laughs> I appreciate like it. You're man. really good. And if you ever come out, Brandon's playing with us. I'm trying to think. It's hard to get Brandon because he's he's all over the place. But I know you're doing uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque, which sold out in like three seconds. So we're gonna what? have to like expand the theater. I mean the. I'm telling you, Albuquerque's nuts. We're going to have to break down some walls or something? Um, you just kick up. We'll just, just go outside. Kick. We'll just go outside. We'll just turn it into a festival. <laughs> and then we're playing Vegas again. Uh, so if you're in either one of those places, or go to Brandon Ray, that's Twitter, uh, at Brandon Ray Music, and go watch them for yourself. 
But I'm just saying, like, dude, for real. I mean, anybody that sings this song, uh, Let's Go Cubs. <laughs> you know you love it. Like, I'm a Cub fan, and I'm a little insulted. You should be. How bad that is. <laughs> I needed that $40. No, I, it actually isn't that bad. Uh, at Brandon Ray Music. At Brandon Ray Music. Uh, dude, good luck. Hope, hope it goes great. Have a good trip. Nice little road trip ahead of. Thanks, man. Ahead yeah. of you. We're taking the bus van. The bus van. Did, yeah. you see, did you see my text? I'm in the creepy van outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He got here early. He's like, I'm so sorry I'm here early. I'm like, you're here early? I have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm Cover like, that up. Uh, you, early, you say? <laughs> early? Uh, I don't even need a picture. That's the, <laughs> um, Thank you. And uh, good luck, my friend. Good luck. Thank you so much, man. All right. Brandon Ray Music on Twitter and Instagram. Also, thanks to Mr. Trump for stopping by. No problem. Uh, <laughs> I think you, you know, you've exceeded everyone's expectations. And when people hear this in a few weeks, maybe you're president. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go. Um... Yeah, I, you know, speaking of, here, just to show you I'm not full of crap, I did, um, first of all, I played Brandon Stepp on the radio, so that just tells you already I think he's good. I don't just bring people in here that I don't think it's good. I was driving down the I was heading to Georgia with my band, and it was 7.38 in the morning. We had it up, and we were just, like, flipping out, because, like, it, if, the feeling of hearing your song on the radio for the first time or any time is surreal and the fact that you did that i can't i can't thank you enough well even like i've played covers of yours on the air and then i did a thing where i'm like hey these are the five artists that you don't know yet but you need to know and it was you and ryan beaver and walker hayes and caitlin smith and uh cody johnson oh yeah cody johnson he's from texas yeah ryan is too ryan's a a dear friend of mine let me talk about ryan Ryan beaver so we're the gym working out right ryan and i both are and so ryan lived in austin when i did we moved here at the same time. And so, we're, you know, whatever. He goes, hey. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He goes, how you doing? I'm like, good, how you doing? He's good. I don't put it together yet that it's Ryan because he's in workout clothes and a hat. Right. It, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, I just want to say I really appreciate you. I still don't know who it is. I don't even know that it's an artist. I'm like, I appreciate you too, man. <laughs> you go, like, buddy. You pre- I appreciate your spirit of working out as well, my workout friend, <laughs> champ. And so... Uh, his trainer was like, this is Ryan Beaver. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm such a fan of yours. <laughs> yeah. And like, we, we want to get Ryan up here too. But he's all, you know, and if you're listening, check out Ryan Beaver's Do stuff. It. That album, that you, it, you'll read it, R, little X, like prescription. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Every song, I was, uh, I was signed with Ryan at a small publishing company. Uh, he just left there. Uh, but we were on that, uh, in that company for two years. And all of those songs, he wrote, you know, two three years ago and so i would hear the work tapes you know the song uh, if i had a horse and all these kinds of, i had i have the acoustic work tapes and i play them all the time and the fact that he came out with a record like that that just is incredible um he's he's you got to check him out yeah check out ryan check out brandon ray uh just uh leave you on a little song called american way Your hands up! Yeah, I just got a black eye from a scuffle with Hank. 
I'm gonna, we're gonna go now because the Cubs started playing just now. All right, we and, gotta go. Um, it's game two. That's the theme song, man. And that's the wrap. Episode 16 with Brandon Ray at Brandon Ray Music. Thank you all. We'll see you episode 17. We'll see Thank you. Soon. Bye, everybody.